Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. we got a loaded show for you guys this week. We're obviously talking Super Bowl 50-whatever, 57? There you go. I got it. I'm I'm professional. Super Bowl 57. Um, We've got some... uh, I've got an interesting question slash topic for the NFL draft that's coming up here in the next couple months. Um, We've got the debut of the XFL coming in as well. We're going to kind of talk about that and our experiences watching the first couple games. We've got some Red Wings talk we're going to talk about this week in their potential playoff push, and we're going to end the show usually like we always do on some solid wrestling topics. we got some Ring of Honor news, and of course we're going to review WWE's Elimination Chamber premium live event, because that's what they're called now. They're too good to be called pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike, let's jump right in. we got a loaded show. Super Bowl 57 in the books. Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where, you, you, you know, at the end of the game, literally this was it, right? You're just thinking about it, and you're just like, well, all right. Like, that was the end of it, right? Like, you know, everybody outside of, like, one area of the country was like, well, that was unfortunate. Um, thoughts on the game? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game. <laughs> was it a game? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I I think Hold on. thoughts on the first ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the first like fifty seven minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah, I thought really good. We're really good. Yeah, very compelling. Yeah, um, Eagles defense couldn't stop us all in the second half. Hey, I didn't get there. Yeah. <laughs> it started good. Yeah, uh, can't you know Kansas City only scored seven points on offense. Yep. Then Jalen Hurts said, "I don't know how to hold footballs anymore." Wild. <laughs> like the craziest. I thought the. The Mahomes fumble against the Bengals, mm-hmm. where he was about to like throw it and just kind of left his hand. Yeah, and they recovered, and Cincinnati recovered it and scored. I thought that was gonna be the craziest play I mm-hmm. saw in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and then I just see Jalen Hurts go, "Oops!" and like kick the ball mm-hmm. down the field so uh, Nick yeah. Bolton could pick it up and score. Yeah, I was like, that is like the ultimate Madden play yeah. that everyone complains. Oh, this doesn't happen in real life. It only happens in Madden, and then you literally <laughs> watch and you're like, "Okay, yeah, it does happen in real life." My bad. Yeah. But, yeah, um, first half, very entertaining football game. I mean, really uh, outside of that play, the Eagles dominated that yeah, first Eagles, half. Yeah, Eagles were in total control. Yep. Mahomes re-injured his uh, ankle. ankle thing. Yeah. Got, like, looked really bad. Like, walking off, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know. It's not like – I thought it was something different because he was laying there for a while, and I was like, "It's I don't know mm. what's going on with this guy, but he's looking pretty bad. Yeah. Then we hit the halftime show. Awesome halftime show. It's still yeah. in there. No, I was. I thought I, I really thought enjoyed it. Everyone else was not liking it. I thought I was like, I, I, really I did. I was really. I liked the set too, where it was like everything was just kind of like hanging and stuff and yeah. moving up and down. I was like, that's interesting. Where I, you don't gotta have this bulky ass. Yeah, thing. I, I just like the simplicity of it. That it was like <laughs> yeah. you didn't have like a hundred other people on it. It was just yeah. like Rihanna saying yeah. like seven different famous songs. And yeah, then, she's got a lot of hits. Where you're just like, oh yeah, that was a big. It song was too. one of those moments. <laughs> It was one of those moments where, as not a big music guy, yeah. I was like listening, and she's singing a song, and I'm like, "Oh, I know that song too." Yeah, oh, yeah I know exactly. that one too. Yeah, and I was like, "I was like, huh? She did all these songs." Yeah, like yeah. I only really knew she did like she Umbrella. hasn't made new music since like 2016 or something crazy. So it's like she she's hasn't made music in a while, new yeah. music because she's been doing the family thing. And then you're like, man, she had a lot of hits in a very short time span. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I've heard of all these songs. <laughs> oh, that was pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, I was having a great time during the half. No one else yeah. was enjoying the halftime show. I was having a great time during the halftime show. So. Well, you had to enjoy something because there was no damn Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl commercials to like. 
shit. Yeah. There was not a single one outside of the Flash trailer, which we talked about off air, which we're not getting into because this podcast will be four hours long. But outside of that, there was nothing else redeeming about the yeah, entire. This... There was not funny ones, no sad ones, no nothing. I think there was one. See, I would say there's one or two good ones. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what they were. I yeah. just remember I was like, oh, that's good. Um, there's actually a couple, like, like the Aiden Hutchinson one everyone's yeah. talking about. I was like, I don't think that one was as good. No, I think people were like, oh, it was awesome because our guy was in it. That's yeah. the only reason why but people I was, liked I was it. Like, I don't, like, if it was any, if, like, but like Tavon, your, if, like, Thibodeau was in it, yeah. I don't think anyone would have cared. It's like, you know, if, um, you know, usually, like, Doritos has a good one or, like, mm-hmm. Budweiser tries to do, like, the emotional feel, but also they try to do, like, a funny one, like a Bud Light one that's funny. Something. Yeah. Yeah, it also Nothing. didn't help where I was at, like, a party with, like, a relative amount of people, so no yeah. one was really watching it. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't, like, watching the commercials. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was I was kind of in and out, too. Like, I was more concerned about the game than anything else. Yeah. But. So, and then we hit the second half. Uh, Eagles defense was, like, Eagles stop. Didn't wanna, Eagles didn't want to play anymore. They're no, like, they're, no, their defense didn't want to play yeah, anymore. Yeah. Offense was, like, we could still roll. Yeah. Defense was, like, uh, checked out. Done. Yeah, Done for much. the day. Four, four drives, four straight scores, three touchdowns and a field goal. Two wide open touchdowns did not do anything basically no. in the second half. To no, do, to no adjustments anything. made at all, especially after the one drive where they went down and scored on that little quick, you know, I'm gonna call it a whip route, but I don't really know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the the next drive, they scored the exact same way. I was like, come on, man, like you yeah. didn't have an adjustment it like, here. It was like two offensive plays later because yeah. Darius Tony had the long return, yes, exactly. And then they ran it once, yep. and then ran those the yep. the whip route. So it was like <clears throat> literally two or three plays later yes. that they offensively that they got yep. that in. And now he's the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I've never seen a team hire a coach coming off a Super Bowl where his defense gets shredded by the opposing offense get hired in it. Doesn't work out. <laughs> Who does that? What <laughs> franchise does that? <laughs> only only bad franchises yeah. would do that. Idiots. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> that was my exact thought when I saw oh that. Oh, my too. God. And then uh, yeah. on the exact flip side, I was like, man, the Colts. Yeah. Right. They got the winner side of yeah, that exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. They got the guy yeah. who scored 30 but then points. He's, and then you're like, man, he, he's going to the Colts. And he's like, so who's our quarterback? <laughs> Joke's on you. We don't have one. <laughs> At least he gets to pick one. I know. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. You get to, they want one. Yeah. Maybe Arizona's like, change it up. Pocket sand. That would be really funny. Chicago. That would help a lot. Yeah. we're. I want to talk about that in the next couple of weeks here, some of these quarterback movements as we kind of get some clarity because there's a lot of movement. Well, we got to wait for Aaron Rodgers to get out of the, the dark dungeon before. Is he not out yet? He might be out like today. No. But like he went in on Wednesday. I, we, need a, we, need a, we need a sound effect of the SpongeBob. My eyes. <laughs> That's what we need. I need to get that. Yeah, I need, need to get on. You need to work on that. I know. I suck. We anyway. also have to make a, a, a Merck Zone draft corner one, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. We do. We do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, continue. But yeah, so, yeah, game was good. And then we hit the last, like, two minutes where Casey's on a third and eight. Yep. Runs runs another whip route. Yeah. Those whip routes, man, really get you. And uh, a little bit of defensive holding. Yep. Called. Kind of, called, kind of like, if you, in a terminology of, like, a metaphor of, like, a balloon. And it's like rising and rising to like a climactic large point. Yeah, it got popped, yep. and all the air left. There yeah. was no saving it. The yeah. game just fell so flat. Yeah, and you could feel the air of the stadium leave. Yeah, you really could. Yeah, everyone um, was just kind of like, "Dang," because everybody knew it's like, so that's the call that wins the game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Like not a trans like not a oh my gosh, heroic throw by Mahomes or the corner of the end zone. Not that Santonio Holmes toe touch. Yeah. You know, nothing like that. Not the 
amazing Julian Edelman double clutch catch, the David yeah. Tennant, some the moment. Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah. Or you know, like whatever that. it is, right? And you just go, all right, so uh, cool. 12-yard field goal to win the game. Awesome. That's yeah. a great way to end it. And yeah. you're just like, and oh, And so, I, and on the on the topic of that, I was yeah. just, the, it, like, it is a penalty, yes, and it, like, really deflates the game, and it probably, and it should get called and everything. I think the only thing for me is, it's just one of those situations where I'm like, I just wish the Eagles had a shot, because they did everything to stop them on right. that drive, yeah, right. or hold them to a field goal. Right. Obviously, they're yeah. not stopping them for anything, <laughs> but to hold them to a field goal, yep. and if you gave the Eagles a minute and 10 with a timeout, at their own 25, mm-hmm. and whether they go kick a field goal to tie it to go to overtime, go and win the game, right. or get stopped by Kansas City. Right. All three of those situations a lot more compelling. are a lot more compelling. And yep. probably, like, if you were to rank this rule right now for me, if if the Eagles would have had a shot and no shenanigans happened and either Kansas City intercepted them or stopped them or they kicked the field goal into overtime or right. just won the game, mm-hmm. probably would be my second favorite Super Bowl I've ever watched. Yeah. Because there was a lot there, right? There was the there was the push and pull, right? One team grabs ahead early. It, it was a real good story, right? Of two halves, yeah. And everybody kind of falling into their into their strengths a little bit, mm-hmm. and then for it to end like it did, it's one of those situations where I just didn't feel like there was enough there was enough there to warrant the call, especially. In the, and I'm sorry, and I know people are like, well, you can't look at the moment. I go, but you have to mm-hmm. because it's every it's all what sports is. Yeah. At the end of the day, and and I I equate it. Similarly, if yeah. you're a Detroit fan, we talked yeah. about it is the illegal hands to the face game against yep. the Packers, yep. where it wasn't, or it was a penalty that wouldn't shouldn't have been a penalty yep. against Trey Flowers. Yep. The same way that this was a penalty that like is a penalty, mm-hmm. but like probably shouldn't have been called at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of, I'm not arguing the fact that it's a penalty or not. I just wish that the refs would have let it play out because I don't think it was egregious enough to call. Right. And then, yep. in that sense, if you gave the Lions in that sense or the Eagles yep. a chance to go win. Now, here's the thing. You don't Stafford, get it done, you don't get it yeah, done. Stafford could have thrown an interception, right. went four and out, and then no one's coming out here bitching about, right. oh, they didn't, like, right, right. oh, the illegal hands to the face or the holding call. Yep. You're just like, Chiefs I re- won. Yeah. Or I, whoever won. I think this comes back down to, and we talked about this off here, I really think they need to get rid of some of these defensive calls that result in an automatic first down. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I understand a roughing the passer, unnecessary roughness, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it. That results in a first down, right? 15-yard penalty. For most times, too, you would just get enough yardage to get the first down, let alone whatever. But, man... A five-yard penalty on a third and eight, it's not – you don't even get enough yardage to get the first down, and then you just bail – like, I just feel like there are certain situations – it's like pass interference for me. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why there should ever be a penalty that's, like, 60 yards, mm-hmm. ever. 15 yards, be done with it, right, like mm-hmm. college does. Like, there's just certain modifications to the rules where, like, I'm like, we really need to start making teams win games mm-hmm. and not – May, not forcing teams to lose games, I guess is yeah. the way. Like, I, I don't, I, that's probably not the right way to say it, where it's like teams lose games more than they win them, mm-hmm. I guess is my point, right? And I think the Eagles lost that game more than the Chiefs won that game yeah. in that scenario. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was the part. And, I, and, 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 and it just annoys me because I want yeah. teams to go out and like win games. Yeah, go win it. Like, if, if Mahomes goes out there in that third and eight, throws a dot in the back of the end zone, and you go, 
well, you know, it is what it is. But then you have the ability to answer mm-hmm. in that situation. And there's not always like we talk like the Antonio, uh, the Antonio Holmes and the the Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Like there's not like the, how the game played out. There were yeah. ten seconds left. Right. And he threw a great pass in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Like it's not that I'm like, oh, Arizona needs some time to go answer. No. It's just, but like. Yeah, you had it wasn't a penalty that they made the play when they needed to, right? And you could have gotten the stop, but you just didn't. Yeah, this one it was the Eagles made the stop, right? But then the penalty, right? It forces you to not say, oh, now. And here's the thing, and if there was not an automatic first down attached to it, okay, now it goes to fourth and three. Yeah, then it's a different conversation because now it's like, okay, you got a penalty, but okay, it's fourth and three. If Kansas City decides to go for it, or I mean third and three, I mean I'm sorry because you play, you would replay the down obviously. So okay, now it's third and three. Okay, now if that they run penalty, a five yard in route to Travis yeah. Kelsey and he catches it and goes down, then it's on you. That's yeah. on you, or right? The, the exactly. Tackle run where he stops yes. at the one yard line. Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah, you didn't stop him. Right. Correct. But like, but at least you got the chance to be able to try to stop. Exactly. Him. You had an opportunity to make a play for yourself to go help yourself win the football game at yeah. the end of the day. Um, does this now right? So Andy Reid, obviously Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. clearly right. And I don't want to talk about Mahomes or anything in, from a legacy perspective. I do want to ask you this question though: mm-hmm. Are the are the Chiefs now the number one team where people go? Nope, not them. Anybody but them. I, I think they like, uh, they're reaching New England territory. I now, think right? I think going into this game they yeah. were at that. Yeah. I think now because they, they threw a lot of smoke. Travis Kelsey's been talking a lot of shit. I think, and I and I think. Everything they're saying after doesn't help. No. Because they're going around going, yeah, no one believed in us. Yeah, in our rebuilding year, we won the title. That's and what they're like. Uh, and I was like, you can't boy. be saying stuff like that. Yeah. Because now everyone's going to be like, okay, so now in your non-rebuilding year, yeah. we want you to lose. Yeah. Well, not, and not like that. When you do lose, oh, it's it, gloves are off, right? Yeah. Well, now it's like, oh, well, what happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every time Brady lost in the non-Super Bowl, people are like, what happened in New England, right? When it was the Buff or when it was the Baltimore or the Colts, whoever. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, ah, yeah, good. The Patriots didn't get there. Anybody but New England. Now it's going to be anybody but Kansas City. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's so clear that they are the team that's like, please don't get there. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate because they have Mahomes who's like, a generational awesome talent, yeah, but it's just like man, any anyone but them, yeah. It, and it, I, I'm feeling that like this going into this year, yeah. like going into this playoff run, yeah. That's why I was so upset with the whole like Buffalo situation and everything because I was like, man, they're yeah. gonna Kansas City's gonna get the one seed, then yep. they play Jacksonville yep. and Cincinnati at home, yep. get to the Super Bowl, and you have to win that one game, yeah. Like instead of Buffalo being the one seed possibly, and it's like, yeah. all right, now you have to go play Cincinnati in the divisional, then yeah. go to Buffalo and win. Right. Now it's like a lot easier route. I was like, man, they mm-hmm. just got yeah, they got a little bailed out. I and thought. then Cincinnati bails them out a little bit too, right? With mm-hmm. some questionable With calls questionable there, stuff that and they you're did like, in the game. Oh, and it's just like yeah. one of those where I'm like, man, it's really I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. anyone but Kansas City. Yeah. I just thought it was so loud the, their narrative of no one believed in them because yeah, I they think had the second best odds I think going they had the, the second year. best odds going in the year behind they're Buffalo, un- right? Yeah, yeah, their under over was eleven and a half wins. I wish nobody would believe in the Lions them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> nobody believed in us. You won 13 games. Yeah, no one thought we were going to go 17 and 0. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. I don't get. It. Listen, whatever you need to do to put that chip on your shoulder, yeah, to what, keep yeah motivated, whatever it takes. Go yeah. for it. Rams I, clearly I say, Rams were like, we're good. <laughs> I, I will say Cincinnati did some the Burrowhead thing. Yeah, it didn't help. Did not help. No. You, you don't you don't give a great team ammunition against you. No, you just go, hey, we're just gonna keep playing our game and yeah. keep like holding it up. Like, not until it's twenty years down the road and you go, remember when we kicked your ass for like six years in a row? That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Like uh, the only guy in Cincinnati was like Joe Burrow, who was like 
they're a good team. We might not be like we're gonna try our best, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Like it's Burl Everyone, like, yeah. shut up. Yeah, Burl, he's like, oh, you're making this a lot harder on yeah. us. You do realize we have no offensive linemen. I got Joe out of the third row playing guard for me this week. Yeah, not not the best. Yeah. Um, and even teams, right? Like you never heard Peyton Manning talk crap about New England. Right, because no. you knew he's like, I got to beat him. I got to do it. Right, like yeah. it was just one of those I think, situations. I, yeah, I think I think Kansas City, like Golden State Warriors, are the number one. Are the number villain. one, like, yep. please don't get there. Yep. Yeah. Anything, anyone but them. they're the big villains, right? Yeah. It was. It's like it's going to be nuclear heat in wrestling terms, right? Where it's like not him. Yeah. It's like when like you see the Miz go out there and you're like, not him. Not I don't want the Miz to win, right? Yeah. It's that kind of situation, yeah. right? Where it's really unfortunate because like the Warriors are all relatively likable. Maybe outside of yeah. Draymond, but like yeah. they're all I would agree relative. With that. Yeah, like, they're Steph not, is like a likable person. They're not dirty players. They don't do anything. They don't, you know, bitch and whine more than any other NBA player does. Yeah. Like they're all pro- like Steve Kerr's a good dude. They don't get caught off, you know, nothing yeah. like crazy, but together you're just like, God, I just they're just so good that you, get, you want them yeah. to lose. It looks so, it, you know what it is? It's because it looks so easy. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God bless it. Just not you. Yeah. Not right now. Someone needs to. It's like when the Heat lost to the Mavs, right? It was like the super team. No, not you. Mm-hmm. No, not yeah. okay. Anyone but you. Anybody but the super team. Yeah. Anybody but the 07 Boston Celtics. Anybody but the, you know, 2004 Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody but these guys. You know what I mean? So yeah. everybody likes the underdog and stuff like that. Um, I think the Eagles will be back. I think they're too good yeah you know, they, especially they, offensively they're gonna have a lot of uh contract talks though because they have a yeah. lot of guys defensively too of, you're gonna a lot be, of yeah. like cap space to move no around with some people, no 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 so. not so much um i do want to say though from an mvp perspective i know mahomes got it and mm-hmm. you know it's a quarterback award really at the end of the day i would have broken that trophy up in about five different spots and given it to the offensive line for the kansas city chiefs mm-hmm. i think if you're looking at a positional group that played the best out of anybody yeah, it was Kansas City's offensive line, and we talked about going into it where it's like, man, offensive line's okay, but he's not really mobile back there. If if Philly can get home, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough day. They didn't get home, not yeah. once. And this is one of those. I don't think it was big enough to give it, but like, if you were going to be objective, who was the best player in the game? Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts would have gotten it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree. With that. I saw somebody. You, I, I mean, obviously, you don't give it to the loser unless it's yeah. like he throws for seven hundred yards yeah. and loses or something crazy. But Jalen Hurts, I think, play, was the best I, player on the I, field. I um I made a post on Facebook. Where I was like, "Well, that was a crappy way to end a good game, right?" And mm-hmm. somebody posted like, "I can't." Well, Jalen Hurts, the big ball hog. I go, "This isn't basketball." He's ball. Well, because he had like the <laughs> yeah, three, t- three, rushing. three rushing touchdowns, and he's like, "Well, you know, if anybody the, the coach staff would have called plays for anybody but him, they probably would have won." I go, "That's not how football works. You know that, right?" Now, granted, I think we should have taken the over on how many quarterback sneaks would have happened in this game because holy shnikes, but. Outside of that, I was like, it, he's on the one, and they sneak the ball better than anybody besides Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And that play they run might be better than what Brady yeah, does. Like, right. Brady's QB sneak yeah. is better, yeah. but the play does. You see Sean Payton's trying to get that, that play removed? Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to call it every play then. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Russell Wilson's like, I don't want to play in no more Bronco country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i just you know it was one of the situations i'm like he played his ass off you know he he put his position in a team to win i don't i mean at the end of the day eagles defense second half just didn't make any adjustments didn't show up Mm -hmm. you gave andy reed two quarters to figure out what you were doing and then you didn't change at halftime and he went okay here's what we're gonna do to exploit it and then you kept mahomes clean yeah listen they they scored 35 offensive points yeah yeah. They scored more offensively than Kansas City did. Yeah. Because Kansas City got the defensive touchdown. Right. So, right. 
you know, yeah, hurts no. hurts outplayed. It was just yeah, it's it's unfortunate for sure. So he'll, they'll be back for sure. Um, I'm yeah, that with how bad the NFC is, even though they they're yeah. gonna have to make replace some both happen. coordinators. Yeah, and replace both coordinators. Yeah. I mean, outside of Dallas in their own division, mm-hmm. and you know, link like the Niners and stuff, mm-hmm. they're gonna be a top five or six oh, team in the NFC. So yeah, for sure. they'll they'll be around. Yeah, absolutely. At least offensively, like they they get to keep AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts. And Dallas Goddard. And Dallas Goddard. They'll be around for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Quickly, I want to talk about the XFL. XFL's debuting this weekend. First couple games were on Saturday. I had a chance to watch the first game. I know you had a chance to watch the second game. Mm -hmm. Um, Thoughts on just the overall presentation? They did decide to keep all the stuff that we've really enjoyed from a a TV presentation. Um, Thoughts just kind of on the opening weekend of the XFL so far? Yeah, I think it's been good. I think it's – I think everyone – it's not high. It's not good level football. No, but they're all on the same level. Would you say it's better football than the USFL? E- yes, I think. I think so too. But I don't know because I watched Michigan Panther games early on in the season, and they were just god awful. Yeah, so I, don't I really also, <laughs> I also, also, and it hasn't been yeah. crazy yet. But yeah. I do think it like some stadiums, <clears throat> St. Louis, yeah. uh, when they get home games, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel a yeah. difference between the USFL. Well, now and, the USFL is going to have relative home and games they're gonna as well, so that'll be fun. So it's going to be a little different yeah. this year. But comparing last year, yeah. last season of USFL to these first couple games or yep. weeks or whatever, having at least like a thousand fans or mm-hmm. whatever are yeah. at these games that are decidedly rooting for one team. That are, we are not just for like, one team. well, you want to go see the USFL today? Yeah, sure. I don't care. That, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, uh, I think like like when you go to the Battlehawks Stadium, yeah, it's going to be. 3,000 people rooting for the Battle Hawks yeah. to, to win the game. Yeah. And so I think which that's... Which we will be as well. Which I will be too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't be at the game spot. No, no, we won't be there, rooting. but we'll be we'll be shooting. We're still... We stayed on the Battle Hawk train. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just think the home field with, I, I think, slightly better play. Yeah. I think it was better as well. That's why I was asking you, because I thought the I game thought it was, was little, better. Yeah, I, I found a little more enjoyment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall. Yeah. I also think it helped that they had, like... Like, like I was talking about, like the Vipers had like Geronimo Allison or Chris yeah. Bryant. Vic Josh Beasley. Gordon's going to be on the Seattle yeah. team. Like, I think like having some named yeah. guys. Craven LeBlanc, former Eagle, former Lion, was out there. Yeah, like you see, some guys. Hill, former yes. Michigan guy, yep. is I think on the Battlehawks. I think he's one of the. Yeah, corners. you might be right. Um, just like having guys that like you have at least heard of before. Yeah, is like a really interesting thing yeah. to help out. If if these leagues, and I'm talking for the USFL as well, if they can just get semi-competent quarterback play, mm-hmm. just semi-competent, This the leagues will will stay. Yeah. Because if you can, it, it, you don't, you're obvi- the top 5%, right, are going to the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Even the backups. But, like, you can't tell me guys that, like, like the P.J. Walkers of the world who made it in the, in the XFL are now a solid backup in the NFL. But, like, guys like that, the Nate Sudfelds of the world, if those guys can go to, like, an XFL or USFL and play just above average football, mm-hmm. I think these leagues have a way greater chance of succeeding yeah. overall because they make the world go around. You, if you you know, if you have bad quarterback play, there is nothing else you can do in this in, in football anymore. If mm-hmm. you don't have a quarterback, it is very hard to win football games mm-hmm. if you can't move the ball at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you can just get semi-competent quarterback play at like the lower D1 level stuff, I think you're going to be like, okay, this is watchable. With yeah. all the other bells and whistles that they throw on there, I've seen worse. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. it'll be fun. It's not sure. necessarily appointment viewing for anyone anyway. No, like you're in a no. You're, three o'clock on a on a Saturday is yeah. like, are you home? All right, I guess I'll watch. Yeah, like you're you're gonna be entering March Madness territory. Yep. and free agent frenzy mm-hmm. and draft time, and you're, you're like you're gonna be hitting some big points and some. You're gonna be hitting playoff hockey and basketball in right. April. Like yep. you're gonna be walking into some really busy times in sports. Yeah, but if it's one of those like if you have a Thursday night game mm-hmm. and. Yep. You know, you're home, nothing's going on on Thursday, and it's Sea Dragons versus Battlehawks. You're like, like All I right. can turn it on. Yeah, let's throw it on. And right. it's just like having extra football to watch. It's yep. never really a thousand percent. bad thing necessarily. Um, let's shift focus a little bit, though, you know, as we kind of move into the NFL offseason, right? we got the NFL draft next week. is going to be our first edition of the Merckso Mock Draft Corner, which I'm really excited about, as always. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite segments on the show. Um, but I, I had a question for you, Mike, because I saw a clip that I came across yesterday, and I found it kind of interesting. Um... I, I was just kind of, you know, moseying around on YouTube, and I saw this clip about, you know, from Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper, where they both have kind of made the statement of, this is not a very good draft, and not a very talented draft class, which I thought, first of all, hilarious. Second of very all, funny. and so okay. my question for you, Mike, is A, from the little research, I mean, because we're so early in on the process, right? So uh-huh. I can't be like, so how much tape have you watched of Tyree Wilson from Tesla? Like, I, I get that, right? Yeah. But are you feeling like that, that the, like the top end of this draft, especially the top end, and the reason why I'm asking about that is because after the first and second round, it's like, at this point, you're throwing darts at dartboard. No, you, no one can tell me. I had a Fatu Melifon who scouted as a third round grade. Nobody had that, mm-hmm. right, booked. Sure. But... When it comes to you know in 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 ref, you know in the scope of the Lions and even the Seahawks to a certain extent because they're picking five this year, yeah. it very much feels like you've got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, mm-hmm. and then a massive gap, mm-hmm. and then there's not a whole lot after that, right? Like from a where you can discernibly dis- dis- tell like okay, th- these this is going to be like a legit guy, right? Or that like. I feel like after this is done, you're going to see the Will Levises of the world. There's going to be a gap between that person and a C.J. Stroud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm using quarterback just because it's the sexy position. But do you agree with that narrative a little bit? Like, just looking at, like, some of the mock drafts and stuff that we've looked at, you know, like, even off-air where you go, it's a, it's a pick em because you don't really know because it's just kind of a crapshoot because it's just, like, there's only maybe 18 guys that have first-round, actual first-round grades, but there's going to be 31 picks of first-rounders. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that okay. fully. Um, I think the combine will help a little bit. Combine will help a lot, but I, I would say in certain positions, maybe. Yeah. See, I think I think the hard thing is this year, a lot of teams in the top 10 want defensive players, mm-hmm. and I think it might be a little light defensively, right. which is why that's the narrative coming out. Yeah, because there's at least four quarterbacks that you could name that have a potential to go round one. Yeah. But last year you were struggling, yes, really to get one, maybe two if you were like really on the high Malik Willis train. But he didn't go round until round three, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah. But know. like what I would say is like, like offensive linemen, I can name you like five tackles right. that I think would have first right, not the sexy positions, not for sexy sure. positions. Yeah, um, I can at least, I can name, at least three corners. I can name I can name three, four, five corners who might be yeah. first round guys. I can name you. Four, five, six wide receivers who probably have first round grades. Yeah. So like, I mean, there's multiple defensive ends that are going to go think, first round, but aren't so near the level. So like, I guess like guys. if you went like 
in certain spots, like I think like last year, for example, right? It was like, okay, you got Thibodeau, Hutchinson, yeah. um, Trayvon Walker. You yeah. had like a, a large group of defensive ends who are high up mm-hmm. and stuff. But, and like compared to this year, it's like, yeah, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, sure. But I was like, also last year had no quarterbacks. This yeah. year has four quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, last year didn't have had like a couple offensive linemen. Yeah. This year, I can name five offensive linemen. Right. Like, I I wouldn't say it's necessarily. I just think that the well, pos, the positions that the top teams need. Yeah. Are not. Let me ask you depth, this. Let me ask you this. Are not deep. If we compared some of these guys at the front half of the draft that have kind of been projected, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think they would stack up to compared to last year's? Right. Because like you can yeah. make the argument like looking at. Even, say even like the wide receiver position, right? Mm-hmm. You could say, okay, you've got Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Chris Olave. In my opinion, are probably better. I, I like them better than Drake London personally, but you can throw that in, right? Yeah. And then Jordan Addison's like probably the presumed number one receiver going into the combine, right? From you, you know, like I think a lot of people either have him or the, what's this guy from TCU, right? Quinn Johnson. Quinn Johnson, I think right. would be mine. Yeah, okay, but. so either one of those guys. Where do you, would you have those guys ranked in comparison to those, say, those top four that yeah, went last see, year, right? And, and the hard part is it's hard to project yeah. that because we already know right. what those guys do in the NFL, yeah. and we don't know No, I know, Jordan but Edison. I'm, I'm, I'm but, like, from an like, evaluation standpoint. I, 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 th- I, re- I think Quentin Johnson would have been a top five guy last year. Okay. Jordan Anson probably would have been. Honestly, Jackson Smith and Jingba. Yeah, we don't even know. We, right? Like, who knows? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I, I mean, I think all of those guys can be in the conversation yeah, yeah. with – Chris mm-hmm. Olave. I don't think Chris Olave did anything that was like, wow, he is just breaking no. grass for me. No. Well, I mean, he also had the corpse of Andy Dalton thrown to him. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, Garrett Wilson had the corpse of Zach Wilson thrown <laughs> That's to him. True. So, That's true. And he made him look good. And so. the great Mike White. Don't you dare. Mike White was good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but even like in terms of like running backs. Yeah. I well, think there's he's, 35 this year. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, like that's super deep. Yeah. Now, and that's the problem is those aren't usually first round guys. Right. So that's why everyone's like, oh, it's not that deep because there's 35 running backs. Yeah. Those will get taken through two through six rounds. Okay. But it's like. Yeah, but last year it was Brees Hall, yeah. Kenneth Walker, and then... Yeah. Last question I want to ask on this, and this is strictly Lions really, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week as well, but I want to revisit it because I think it's going to be a constant narrative kind of going into the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if there's no moves made. Um, if, if you had your druthers right now, right? If I told you... Oh, looks like the Heat are signing Kevin Love, by the way. Breaking news in case anybody cares about the 38-year-old <sighs> Kevin Love. Um Sorry. If if I told you you could get to number three, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. swap with Arizona, okay, you're giving up six, okay, mm-hmm. let's just say a second and a third to move three spots, okay, mm-hmm. for just number three, mm-hmm. do you do that trade? Absolutely. Okay. If you have to give up six and 18 to move to three, do you do that? That's that's a little harder. So I, so if I, I say you did six, 18, a third, and a next year's third, let's just, because. Yeah. Like, probably. Okay. Now, because I think that is the question, and I know some Lions fans are like, they'd like to trade back, and I think if they don't, if they're like, well, we're not going to move up, we're not going to give away assets, then I would prefer a trade down because I think at six, I think you're in a crappy spot based on the strengths of this draft. And what you need. Exactly. Yes. Right. So, like, I I don't think the defensive end out of Texas Tech is, like, earth-shatteringly phenomenal where I would want to take him at six, nor is there a corner that I'd like to take at six or a linebacker. So here's the thing, and that's kind of to my point, is I kind of agree with you in the sense that where the Lions pick specifically doesn't work 
with because they don't need a quarterback. The, the draft strength because yeah, right. the draft strength is you have two really good linemen and a, and a good chunk of quarterbacks and offensive mm-hmm. linemen. Mm-hmm. The problem is you don't need quarterbacks, offensive linemen at this right. moment, or you don't need them in the top six. No, you could if if like a Anthony right. Richardson was a lot later in the draft. Yeah, sure, right. Maybe that's a guy you would look at, but you don't need him in the right. top six or seven. Right, you maybe look at him in like the late first round, early second round yeah, area. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. um. So, like, the Lions specifically positional needs mm-hmm. aren't beneficial to where you're picking in this draft, right. which is why a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's not that deep of a draft. Well, I, I think just, it's deep. It's yeah. just not deep. I just thought it was interesting need. that Kuiper and McShay both were kind of like, because they never agree on anything, right? So, yeah. and, and they're both ding-dongs in their own way. They don't know at the end of the day. But I just thought it was interesting they that, do their both, best. that both guys were like, there's just not a lot of high premium grade talent yeah. in this draft yeah, no, I as w- compared to a couple years past. Yeah, I would definitely do a, like, if you did a six, second, third, and next year's third mm-hmm. to three, yeah. like, in a heartbeat. Because yeah. then you get Jalen Carter, probably, right. and that's earth-shattering. Right. The six and 18 is a little tough, because yeah. I do think you still... I think I think the thing is, you really have to look at... Because I think a lot of Lions fans are worried about trading up, because yeah. they're like, oh, but you're only getting, like, one elite yeah. guy. But then you really have to look and go, how far away are you? Right. Like, if you got a um, Javon Hargrave type of stud player in the right. D-line, right. does that jump you to 11 or 12 wins? Right. You know? Right. Like, do you really need to find three corners, four linebackers? Like, you don't yeah. need that much, no. I don't think. And here's the thing, and I think people need to understand that. And, I, and I'm so glad you brought that up because that that is a perfect segue to my point of, you're a nine-win football team. Yeah. Like, people are looking around Detroit thinking this is, like, a five-win team. Yeah. And you need, like, yeah. we still need two running backs, need a, a couple quarterback, offensive, a quarterback yeah. Yeah. and a couple defensive guys. Yeah. And if that was truly the case, yeah, then you would either say it 6-18 and 18 or you would trade down and try to get more. Right. But at this point, I'm like, if you got Will Anderson mm-hmm. to pair with what you to already pair have. pair with what you have. Yep. Like, you could put Aiden Hutchinson on the inside and have... Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson, Romeo Arquara, and Ali McNeil go attack someone. Or James Houston. Or James Houston. Yeah. And you have four guys who could just go attack. Yep. Yep. And yep. like, like yep. at that point, do you really, like, if Okuda plays fine and you can find a corner in free agency, mm-hmm. could you survive if the quarterback has one and a half seconds because Will Anderson is going to go right. kill him? Right. Or uh, Hutch is because one of them's or got Hutch single coverage. Because right. someone's got to be single covered somewhere. Yep. yep. So I don't know. To me, I don't think the Lions are far like too far away to the point where I don't mind yep. packaging to going up to get a Jalen Carter or Will right. Anderson. I'm with Cause you. I think you're, you could be that one guy, yeah. especially in free. If it free agency, you got Levant, uh, Levante David, David yeah. as a linebacker. Oh. And then you got Jalen Carter. Yeah. You can't tell me this team, this defense wouldn't go up in my seven m- or eight spots. In my mind, it, they need to make two splash signings in free agency. I don't really care at what positions they just yeah. need to make them right outside of like, you know, like, running back or something stupid yeah. but like it, they need to make uh, two splash signings and free agency that are like oh plug and play starters mm-hmm. right like a guy like levante david immediately for me goes okay they think they're winning the division this year right yeah. and i think they should already have that mindset going in 100%. but at the same time that's a that's a winning like nope it's we're here yeah. right now you know here's I mean? now here now to the flip side of yeah. that if they sign, say, Alex Anzalone again for another year, mm-hmm. and they don't do much else in the linebacker spot. Yeah. And then, say, they get, like, 
a good corner, but not like say they got like a DJ Reed from the Jets yeah. type of corner right, right. who's like not great, but he's like serviceable. a serviceable good yeah. corner. Then I'd be like, I don't know if I want to trade up because right. I think you need to get another corner right. and maybe a really good yeah. edge rusher or something. Right. But if you went and got Levante David or you traded for Jalen Ramsey or something, mm-hmm. and you were like, okay, now we just need Jalen Carter and we're good. Yeah, you do whatever you can to go get Jalen Carter, then yeah. you're good. So I, am, I, I just don't think you're nine defensive players away correct. from being good. Correct. I think you're probably like four or five. Yeah. And if you can get... And I think if you make your D-line a top five D-line in your league, guess what? It makes corners a makes lot easier. It makes everybody a lot better. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just don't think you're that far yeah. away to where you correct. don't need to go up. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you for sure. I, I just wanted to get your opinion because I just thought it was an interesting take by those guys to be so like blunt they're like yeah this this draft sucks yeah and i was like wow all right yeah. that's no, i wouldn't be mad about. if they got brian brise and then a kill wither or uh is it a kill witherspoon the illinois kid who's the, who's uh, the yeah, Illinois I, day uh or yeah, keely ringo just yeah, so, just right, name right. we all know if they got those two guys in the draft this year i'm also not going to be angry i think they're yeah. two really good guys right but i think ringo actually fits what they do defensively too he's a bigger cat is a bigger yeah. cat joey porter's also really big yeah. and long so i think he would fit too at 18 not at, at 18. six yes yeah but like i said yeah. would i prefer to trade up and get like a Jalen carter just get one if destroyer they, guy let yes. me put it this way if there's a situation out there right now where they can give up six and not 18 to move up into the top three do it. i'm doing it 100 percent yeah i don't care which one falls to me I don't care because you know Houston's not moving. If anything, they're going to, yes. you know, and they, Houston they will have take a quarterback. Take a they have to. Yeah. So, so the only thing that would move is Chicago, but if Chicago and, moves out to anybody, yeah. they're picking a quarterback before right. Houston. Now, this trade obviously wouldn't happen until draft day because you're obviously not going to make that trade unless you know 100% fact that you're going to get one of those two dudes, clearly. Yeah. Um, but there's a chance if Chicago trades back, mm-hmm. you know, because they're like, look, we just want picks because we got a ton of cap space. We got to figure this out, you know, or if they take a quarterback even because. You know, and we'll talk about this in a few weeks where it's like, does Justin Fields fit what they're going to want to do? You don't really know. Yep. Um, there's a lot of variability here for the line. Yep. I'm just saying at this point, and I and I think you're right on the nose where you're like, you're not, people need to stop thinking that they're as far away yeah. as we thought they were last year. Yeah, and especially when, like you also, the first step to the playoffs is looking in your division. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have the... The, the we don't have the Packers of 2014. Yeah, they don't anymore. have the gauntlet Packers to get yep. through anymore. Yep. You have a really bad Bears team, at yep. least for two more years, probably. probably. Yep. You have a Packers team that's on the decline, and if Aaron Rodgers leaves, it's probably yeah, bad. That's yeah, gonna crater. And Vikings team who I think is good, but not unstoppable. But they're not unstoppable. And you've beat them. Yeah. Soundly, and they're probably a eight and, to nine win team that are in cap hell. Yeah. I guarantee you, dude, they're going to lose multiple people this year. So, yep. I, I like, when you look in your division, you're probably the best. You're like, the only team in my mind that is actually trending upward. Now, Chicago will because they're going to spend yes. money. Chicago's, like, if you go on a scale of, like, 0 to 10, they're at, like, a 2. They'll probably hit 1 this year yeah. and then start shooting back up. Yep. But the Packers are at, like, a 5 going down. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are probably at, like, a 7 going yep. down. Yep. I think the Lions are at, like, a five or a six going, going up. up. Right. And I think that's the difference between. Yes. So thousand percent. I just want to get your take next week though. Mock draft corner. First one of the See year. See what the lines do. Exactly. Tune Mike is the week. best at finding these mock drafts for us. So I'm really excited for that. This is a lot of, fun. we always like talking draft for agencies a month away, which is going to be really fun as well. And obviously that'll shift things tremendously. I love doing those, 
the mock drafts before free agency and after just to see the, the yeah, shift. usually a big shift. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I, I like trying to hit one before the combine. Yep. And then we do the draft one or yep. the, the free agency ones and then yep. right before the draft. Because combine changed everything. Oh, this guy ran a 4 2. Well, he's a first rounder. Yeah. Now. Jordan Davis <laughs> last year jumped from like yeah. late first round pick to mid first to round. like mid to yeah. high first round pick mm-hmm. just because he ran like a 4 4 and everyone was like, he's huge. Christian Watson. Four. Christian Watson went from who the hell is this dude from North Dakota State to, oh shit, he just ran a 4 3 or whatever. Yeah. Now he's a second round a high second round pick yeah you just never know right it's a lot of fun um all right let's just focus here a little bit let's talk hockey we're talking wings and i know we made the disclaimer about a month ago i think it was where it's like you know why don't you guys talk more red wings i go well when there's something for us to talk about we'll do it you know we've never been a week-to-week show we don't talk lions week to week we don't talk Mm -hmm. anything one week after the other this show would be six hours long if we Mm -hmm. did that um but the Wings, winners five of their last six. I know they just lost yesterday to Seattle. But uh-huh. at least last time I looked, they're two games out of the wild, the last wild card spot. Or two points. I'm sorry, two they're points now out. Now three points. Three out. points out. Okay. Three points out of the second wild card spot. Both wild card spots. Is it really? So Pittsburgh and the Islands both have 63. We have 60. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know that they were tied. I thought yeah. one was higher than yeah. the other. Either way. But, yeah, so they're three points out of either the first right. or second Which wild is, card. And they, I know they have a couple games in hand on a couple teams above them as well. I believe they have a couple games in hand yeah, so on like, Washington. Yeah, so, like, Washington, Florida, and Buffalo are all 60 to 62. Yeah. And then below the, like... Ottawa, Philly, they're 56-54. Right, so it's so a little bit of a gap. They're like yeah. a slight more gap. How many games has uh, Washington played, though, actual games played? 58. How many have we played? 55. Right, so we have three games in hand on them, yes. right? So yes. we haven't played as many games yet, and, we have, and we're, we're sticking with them, that's yes. my point. Yes, 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 yes. Um, this, Wings, this Wings team has really come alive. The trade deadline is right around the corner. If the Wings make any moves that are significant, we will talk about it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk about a third-line defenseman coming here for... A random dude. That's not going to happen. But if a guy like, say, Tyler Bertuzzi gets traded mm-hmm. or Jacob Rana somehow gets packaged for a guy, then we'll obviously yeah, talk about so. it. But talk to me a little bit, Mike, about, about what you're seeing that's different. I think the the biggest thing that I have seen, you know, lately is, is Dylan Larkin is playing like he's pissed. Mm-hmm. And these are statement goals. He's mm-hmm. been on fire since the All-Star yeah. break. And you, it's it's very telling that he wants a new deal. He's gonna, I'm gonna make a bet that he, they get one done. Mm-hmm. I would be very stunned if they just let our captain walk in free agency. I feel like that'd be a really bad decision. Yes, it would be. <laughs> um, It'd be the worst decision. Yeah, it would not be good. Um, but it feels like Dylan Larkin has really kind of taken the team, put him on their back, and go, let's go. Because yeah. I'm tired of this crap, and I'm going to show why I'm worth eight million dollars a year average. Yeah. Because that's what they want. That's what they're not offering me, and that's what I deserve. And quite frankly, I can't argue. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they, their offensive firepower has been insane the last yeah. five games. Mm-hmm. I mean they went, they beat the Flames two one, which is not impressive, not like crazy. Yeah. But then they went five six five five at their four stretch right. of goals. So it's right. like. Well, they, they go on the road, steal one from Edmonton, right? That's a good Edmonton Oilers team, right, uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Were, they, were, they, were they in Edmonton or were they home? I think they were at Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, right? Then they come back, beat a good Calgary team, right? Um, the week before, or a game before, I think, they, who do they beat? Um, so they're, the order here, so yeah. in their five-game win streak, yeah. they were home against the Flames, yep. home against the Canucks, at the Canucks, yep. at the Oilers, at the Flames, yep. just lost to the Kraken. the Kraken. Yeah, so... Coming out, guns a-blazing, right? Huso stand on top of his head a lot. I think he had 43 saves against Edmonton, and mm-hmm. then obviously the shootout. Um, 
I'm really digging what, and I think finally what you're starting to see is some of these guys that they brought in in free agency finally starting to freaking do something. Yeah. Um, you know, Bertuzzi being back, I think can't be understated. I, I'm not going to be shocked if he gets dealt as mm-hmm. well. I don't know if they're going to want to pay him what he wants. Um, so that'll be an interesting kind of dynamic there. They've got so many defensemen kind of in the wings as well, ready to go. They're at a weird spot. And I know going into this, Eiserman was a little frustrated with some of his guys that he brought in. He's like, they're not performing as expected. Um, you know, like the Andrew cops of the world and stuff. But I think as the season has kind of come on, they've come out of, you know, shot out of a can and coming out of an all-star break. I think they get it done. I really do. I think they squeak in now, whether they go in and just get freaking buzzsawed by a team. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think just getting there and having, uh, you know, getting back to the playoffs again and reestablishing yourself as a team, I think is uber uber important at this point where Mm -hmm. it's like you've made some money in investment you're gonna have more cap space next year as well even if you signed larkin you still have cap so it's not like they're hamstrung financially i think they have a really good chance a i think i do think they can make a move Mm -hmm. to maybe bring somebody else in but i think they i think they make the run and get in i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for this team yeah i i think they are close i think they're gonna just miss the cuffs okay um this is like the trajectory I thought like the Pistons would be on soon. Yeah. Um, where well, you got to play defense somewhat to make that do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that is true. In the league that doesn't play any defense, they're like, no, no, we'll show you no yeah. defense. Like I, th- I thought by this point, yeah. like you'd be a couple games under yeah. the play in in basketball, yeah, right? And you're just like, okay, well, like you know, you're fighting for it. Maybe next year will be the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're gonna miss it by probably just a few points yeah. here or there, and then next year you can actually like really. Yeah, get back Larkin, get back some of these guys, and really try to make at least a push for either a high wild card or mm-hmm. maybe even a low. I'm know, not top listen, three spots. I, I'm looking at this team honestly, and um, I'm gonna bring up something here. I, I want to see if I can find it really quickly because I think there's a guy that's actually on the block, and some hockey fans are gonna kill me because they're like, "How do you not know who this person is?" But his name is escaping me at this moment in time, so I'm gonna look this up real quick on the Athletic because I I, I won't be shocked. If they are the team to go out and go, hey, we're going to go get a big guy, right? They mm-hmm. just signed Olimata to, to a two-year deal. Um, that That's, you know, I'm, I'm all about that, right? You've got guys like Simon Edvinson still that are kind of, you know, waiting in the wings, which I think is interesting as well. Um, I think it's Timo Meyer is the guy that I'm thinking of where they could potentially probably go in and package um, – Bertuzzi and somebody else, and they can even resign Meyer as well. Um, I think that's the guy that I'm thinking of. Um, but for me, I look at it and I just go, man, this guy is, you know, it, I, I just think there's there's somebody, you know, even Jacob Chickern, who, you know, he's a little bit older, but they could, you know, a defenseman. Um, but uh, looking at a guy like that, I think Iserman is now at the point where I think he's kind of in that weird spot of, I'm ready to win now. But I don't want to blow the wad just to appease myself almost, right, and the fan yeah. base to be like, can we just get back to the damn playoffs, please? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're in a weird spot, but I think they have the cap flexibility to make that swing move, like that big swing, right, and go yeah. get a guy. Um, we haven't really had that in Detroit for a hot minute where you've gone and gone, oh, shit, he's coming here? Oh, all right, cool, right? Like the last time I can even remember that was when they were trying to get uh, Ryan Suter, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, before he went to Minnesota, and that blew up in our face mightily. So um, 
I, I, I won't be shocked if Eiserman goes out and goes, nope, we're going to go do this. This is what we're going to do. And this is the message to say, no more screwing around. We're going to go win. We're going to win now. And that's the thing, too. They have a great mix right now. You know, you've got guys like Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider that are playing, you know, good minute. Jake Wallman playing good ice time for you. Um, all in, you know, second years of their deal. They're going to get extensions pretty soon. There's a lot of there's a lot of hope mm-hmm. going on with this team, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. Um, yeah, hopefully they make that stretch in because I would I would love to see it. Because at that point, just get in, right? We always yeah. talk about that. Get in and see you what know, happens. Throw it to the wind. Really, at this point, mm-hmm. yeah, that's have some fun hockey games. Watch. Shoot, yeah, I would kill for some playoff hockey. Oh my god. And not against, not against the Lightning where we just get slaughtered in four games. <laughs> it's like we did for like six years in a row. Um, all right. Let's jump into the wrestling talk. Let's end the show on a high note. Um, you know, first big news before we get to Elimination Chamber, Ring of Honor mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. is coming back. Coming back. Kind of. <laughs> in a way. In a way. Um, you know, the announcement, obviously, Ring of Honor's TV is coming back to Honor Club, correct? That's where it's going, right? Yes. Um on their on their streaming platform, I guess is the best way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts: Is it going to be a point? Are you going to get Honor Club again to try it at least for the first couple weeks? Something, anything? How do you only have twelve people on your roster? I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you got some things in limbo with the Jay Briscoe tragedy, so you have tag titles that are kind of mm-hmm. in limbo right now too. I don't know how the hell you're going to approach that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a weird one for me. I, you've got a lot of randomness going on in Ring of Honor. Yeah, that is true. Um, I I won't be watching. I mean, okay, so <laughs> I like how I had to start off with I yeah. won't be watching yeah. this, as I probably should be watching it. Yeah. Um, I will watch it at one point. Yeah. I won't get Honor Club to watch it. Yeah. I will legally stream it somewhere. <laughs> um, you didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll pay what for happened? it. No, no, did, you, did you input that in somehow? Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I will. I will try to watch it at one point. It is on a Thursday night. Yeah, well, you're gonna watch XFL. I mean, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I only have one TV, uh, so yeah, I can't right. watch both <clears throat> things. Yeah. I gotta watch Grass Grow and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lawnmower simulator. I'm gonna really put fun. my net. They're gonna put that Netflix uh, movie on where it's just like the fireplace. That's just. It's all it is. It's just the crackling yeah. noise. And yeah. people put it up. I go, sure. Yeah, okay. that's, that's kind of cute. Everyone's like, oh, it's so soothing. I go, soothing for what? I go, this is awful. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Will I watch? Uh, yes, a little bit. Yeah. Um, appointment viewing, no. It, I'll probably, it'll probably be what NXT was when it was on the hour on the network. Where I, it'll that's be like, a perfect comparison. Where it'll be like, all right, you get Claudio and uh, Roosh yep. in, a, in a world title match. Sure, I'll watch that match. Yeah. All right, we get... Uh, Top Flight and uh, Name Team. I don't know. Whoever. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in a I'd tag. I'd say the Gun Club, but now they're the World Champs. Yeah, so now they're the AEW Champs. I don't know. But, like, like, you throw a tag team out there, sure, I'll watch that match. Yeah. But, like, on a week-to-week watching all of their event, like, their squashes and all that stuff, probably not. Yeah. Um, I will say the one nice thing about it is now that they have t- their own TV before their pay-per-view, they're going to use 
a or ring of honor time to do it yeah. and it won't be like AEW has to basically build yeah. ring of honor show yeah like they did last time mm-hmm. or the last couple so that's gonna be nice for like ring of honor at least in a month from now hopefully a lot of ring of honor stuff's just gonna be on ring of honor tv mm-hmm. and then AEW is gonna be a lot more yeah i'm interested AEW to see stuff. how they kind of handle that dynamic right like is yeah. claudio gonna be off AEW television or is he just yeah. gonna be like i wouldn't mind up. if he shows up with the title yeah. and like he's with the blackpool combat club doing yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. but like i don't want to see a whole bunch of like samojo defends the ring of honor world television title on AEW tv like i don't need all of that anymore he can just defend it on yeah. ring of honor ember TV. moon's waiting she's been ring of honor women's world champion i don't think she's been on tv since so. She's been on TV. <laughs> so but yeah so will i watch uh yes yeah just not every week not every week well, not every segment i'm you know what's funny about that though it's, it's on like, the same day as impact I mean, what are you gonna do <laughs> wow You're really scraping the barrel on that one aren't we um <laughs> Well, the other thing about this, though, is I find interesting is they have Honor Club, right? Sure. Why hasn't AEW just spun up their own thing? Oh, because they want to uh, get on the HBO Max, I think. They're big okay, fans. fine. But then why isn't that not part of the offering then is, hey, you also get Ring of Honor TV slash the entire Ring of Honor library to go on HBO. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. I don't know how that has not been broached I mean, like maybe, that. I mean, maybe they haven't had a chance to renegotiate, and maybe that'll be part yeah. of their renegotiation. Because they had Ring of Honor after their TV deal, obviously. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they didn't, like, they couldn't... Well, the streaming has nothing to do with HBO, though. Like, that, like, I mean, it has nothing to do with TBS. Like, that's television, right? Yeah. Not, not, not streaming. That's like, I just think it's weird, like, oh, hey, we have Honor Club. It's like, so you mean to tell me that we can't get AEW stuff on Honor Club too? Like, oh, on Honor Club specifically? No, but I'm saying, but like, you have a streaming service that you've purchased. You have the infrastructure already in place. And here I am talking like an IT guy here, but like, they have the, they already have the system in place, right? Yeah. So, how are you not looking at that and go, okay, how do we improve this and then just spin up an all elite network, yeah. right? Where you've got Ring of Honor television and you've got all the all historical Ring of Honor stuff and you have AEW pay-per-views slash AEW, you know, historical TVs all for $9.99 a month. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how you're not... Because here's the thing. If you're telling me AEW came out with their own streaming service or platform uh-huh. and, and Ring of Honor's not included, guess who's not buying Ring of Honor stuff? Everybody. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just saying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's Because you know you're already second then. Yeah. So it just doesn't, you know... I'm just thinking it's weird that they haven't, like, gone, hey, we're changing our club up, so it's going to be now called All Elite Club or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Honors of elites of stuff. (laughs) Words. We honor the elites here. Yeah, exactly. Because those are the only people we like on AEW the elites. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. know. Watch all the old Kenny Omega matches from Ring of Honor. All the 12 of them. Cool. (laughs) I have the whole DVD. It's there. (laughs) 16 of them. Yeah, oh, they're there. So you know that guy we just signed. Yeah, here's why you should like him from all these old things. You know, you know, I don't know something to that effect. Remember when Jay Lethal was good? All right, cool. It's fine. Anyway, was but, he good? Yeah, at one point, like multiple younger. time world champion, first ever guy to unify the television and world titles. He was television champion for like he was Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns had his run, <laughs> but just with the Ring of Honor television. Oh, title. It, okay, okay. Yeah, you know the television title for like 500 days or something like that. It was wild. Well, Reigns is at 900. I know, I see he's four got, Roman. Roman saw little, that and he went, I see you, I raise, raise you, you 400 days. days, and I'm also actually going to be like winning on television where you're just going to do every job to everybody ever at all times. <laughs> so stupid to me. Frustrating. But hey, anyway. he might win that tag team battle royal being that four-way. Better put somebody in there because right now you got the gun club and the acclaims, and only one of those teams is over, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the, the champs. Just wait till that forbidden door is broken down and... Um, 
Los Matadores comes in or something. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Woo. Yeah, I pulled that one. Yeah, there you I go. I watched some 2013 WWE the other day. <laughs> I know. I know the Los Matadores are. As long as I got El Torito with them, it's all that matters. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk Elimination Chamber, Mike. Last topic of today. Um, I really dug this show. I really mm. did. I thought they did, you know, Elimination Chambers are tough because you're really just, they're just matches to a means to an end, really, right? At the end of the day, if you wanted to fast forward and it's like, okay, how do we get to the match at WrestleMania? Mm. That's usually what these shows are. I thought they did a pretty darn nice job with this show as a whole. Um, not just the Sammy Roman stuff, which we'll get to. I thought both chamber matches were good, mm-hmm. if not even really good, especially the women's one I thought was really nice. I thought the men's one, at least they tried some different things, had some really cool spots. Um, Only one person died, so yeah, we kept it pretty right? good. Um, considering I don't, I'm not a fan, huge fan of the chamber the whole right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's, it, I hate things when it's done yearly. It just ruins the specialness of it, you know? Um, I thought the show was really good, all things considered. Like, if you wanted to say, hey, listen, this is going to be a, a B show leading up to Mania, mm-hmm. well, they did pretty much as good as they could have. Yeah. And looking at the presumpt, like the like the assumed Mania card now, mm-hmm. gets me super hyped for Mania for these yes. next six weeks. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, first up, we had a match I did not watch. <laughs> You have an excuse. Yeah, you're at your 80th, your grandma's 80th birthday party. Yeah. Shout out, and I was Grams. trying to, I was trying to find a legal stream of it, and I just couldn't yeah. find one that Shout works. Shout out to, to Grams. Yeah. So, Raw Women's number one contendership elimination chamber match. We had Asuka beating a lot of women that were in this <laughs> match. Carmella included. It's <laughs> funny. I like that. That was good. Um, so, first off, we had Raquel Rodriguez eliminating Nikki Cross in the 11-minute mark. Then we had Asuka. That was my pick. Unbelievable. <laughs> then we had Oscar and Natalia eliminating Liv Morgan together yep. in sixteen minute mark. Yep. And then people Carme- booed that. They were like, "Oh, no way!" And then Carmella eliminated Natalia at the seventeen minute mark. Then Oscar and Carmella eliminated Raquel Rodriguez in the eighteen minute mark. Oh my gosh! So we gosh. were we were left with Oscar and Carmella. And everybody went, "I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> don't you it's, do it!" It's like the year they had uh, Santino and Daniel Bryan at the final two, and everyone was like, "So, so Bryan's gonna." Win, right? Yeah. Or, oh, let's have Santino and Alberto Del Rio finish the Rumble. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. And then Asuka eliminates Carmella, kills her, probably. Didn't watch it. I could just probably yeah. tell if she kills her. Pretty quickly. And uh, 19 minutes, 30 seconds, Asuka will challenge Bianca Young Belair yep. for the Raw, for women's, the Raw women's Championship. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really good. Listen, I thought they tried to, you know, had some cool spots in there. A little more physical. They had the couple running through the... Thing of Bob, the pods, I guess is what they mm-hmm. call them, which, which was pretty cool. Um, I thought everybody kind of had their individual, like, little moment, right? I saw you the know? Liv Morgan Sunset Power Bomb off the that top. Was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, it's one thing I saw. Yeah. So, I like I said, I thought they did a nice job of, like, hey, like, we're going to put Liv over by having, having to have two people put her in individual submissions together, mm-hmm. like, Natalia's finish. Asuka's got her in this big stretch muffler type thing, whatever. And like, so you're like, you really kind of established the fact that like Liv was a threat, right? So we got to get her out of here though, because we don't want to have her just like take a clean pin to the last person. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a really nice job of kind of protecting everybody. I think Raquel took 35 super kicks before they finally beat her. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally like super kick, super kick, super kick, super kicks. It was like a young bucks match, but not somebody going super kick every five <laughs> seconds. Maybe it was me. I don't know. But, um, 
you know, thought it was solid. Oscar getting the win, and I th- I think Oscar wins the mania too. Spoil- I do too. Spoiler alert. But Rob, we're not there yet. Yeah, Bianca's been champion for a year. I know that's. They've had a lot of, like, WWE, like, long-term bucking, you say what you want, but you've had a lot of champions here that have been holding titles for a hot minute. Gunther's the longest-reigning Intercontinental Champion in the last, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Wild. Crazy. And then we got, you know, Theory. It's fine. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> he he is in a match later that we will talk about. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar by disqualification by getting kicked in the, or he got kicked in the nut nuts yeah. and he got eliminated. The funniest, in the ding ding. the funniest part about this match was I watched this with no sound, so I had no idea what was going on for like <laughs> six minutes. He got kicked. I was like, did he kick him in the balls? And then the referee kind of <laughs> ran away. And I was like, the referee just gets scared. And then, like, because he never raised Bobby's hands. I was like, I don't know if he won. And right. he started F5-ing everyone. I was like, so this is over, right? Yeah. And then Lesnar walked off, and then it was over. Yeah. You know, and obviously, right, this match got a little more interesting with the Bray Wyatt challenge. So now I don't know if that means we're going triple threat. I don't know if they're going to make Bray do double duty one night against Bobby, one night against Brock, just to <laughs> really wrestled, lay it in. The guy who wrestled one match in, like, three yeah. years yeah. is going to go wrestle two in two nights. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> crap against Sounds the wall. Sounds good. Um, yeah, worst match on the card. Not really all that shocking when you look at the rest of the show. Um, but, you know, it's a Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match. I like the fact they go out there and beat the crap out of each other. That's fun, right? Lesnar really works like three, one of three different matches depending on who he well, fights. He's like Hogan. Hogan's like, listen, you got match A, match B, and match yeah, C. At the end of the day, it all ends the same way. If it's another with, big guy, we yeah. run into each other like semis. Yeah. If it's and a then small I pick g- you up and slam you. Yeah. If it's a small guy, I pick you up and just throw you around the ring. Mm-hmm. And if it's and a, if you're John Cena, I murder you in front of <laughs> thirty-seven thousand people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the only three. Yeah. <laughs> but if uh, if you're if you win more than fourteen championships, I kill you. Yeah, I destroy you, Roman. Don't you? Yeah, you stay down. <laughs> Randy, break your head yeah, in. Exactly. Triple H, yep. kill you. Cena, kill you. Yeah. Brian, throw you around like a frisbee. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. But um, yeah, it is what it is, right? I am interested, though. I do think them adding the Bray Wyatt in there, though, right? Like, having him kind of be the next person in waiting. I'm interested now with the disqualification win. Okay, where are we going with that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think they've done a pretty damn good job of making me feel like after some of these, like, B shows, like the Extreme Rules and the Elimination, these types of shows where I go, okay, they set something up here. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Where are we going with that? And it's something that I think has been missing from WWE television for, I don't know, 10 years. So, you know, that's been nice. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that Triple H can book shows right, is what you're saying? Yeah. It's, for the first time in a long time, WWE Television's been, like, compelling shit that's actually fun to watch. Oh. Literally for the first time in forever. It's it, it's honestly, like, you Wild. you don't realize how bad it was, mm-hmm. like, truly. And then you're watching this, and you go, man, like, Elimination, this is a good show. Like, yeah. this was a good, solid show. You yeah. cannot come on this show. Like, no one can come in like, oh, Elimination Chamber is terrible. I go, what match? Mm-hmm. Outside of Reigns or outside of Brock and, and Bobby Lashley, what match would you go? That was just awful. Yeah, I, I think the first time you really started to notice WWE was bad when AEW's TV started. Because yeah. you were like, oh, they're just putting on bangers. Yeah. And WWE is not. AEW's first like two months of TV, I was like, this insanity. is just so much better. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And then, then you really notice, though, like when AEW kind of went into a bit of a lull there for a second, and you were like, all right, now we don't really have anything that's like yeah, compelling. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you clamored for every segment that was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, you get like one every like six yeah. months. That was a yeah. really good segment. You're yeah. like, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Yeah, finally. Yeah. All right. Next up, we had a we had what's I think called like a mixed tag match. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, no sound. Didn't didn't know what was going on. Beth <laughs> Phoenix and Edge beat the Judgment Day. The Grit of, Couple, which uh, is the stupidest name. Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley with Dominic Mysterio. The only thing I find redeemable about Dominic Mysterio, by the way, is when he calls Rhea Ripley mommy all the time. Yeah. Listen. It's really funny. So you didn't listen to, you didn't watch this match with sound? Mm-mm. Okay. Dom's got major heat right now. They were saying F you Dominic. It I broke out it. in multiple t- multiple times during the match. Yeah. He didn't even do anything the first time and they just started yelling at him. I thought it was hilarious. That's funny. Um and credit to the judgment Dave and those guys getting over like they have. Mm-hmm. Well, this match is really good. I really do. This was this was really solid. Um I don't know if you have a star rating or a rating out of ten. Uh, it's seven point oh nine out of ten. I think mean, that's I think mean, that's right on on par, right? Knowing I was a little surprised that Edge and Beth got the win, but if if this means that they're done with the feud, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Um Rhea Ripley is legit a star. Like mm-hmm. I cannot stress to you how much Rhea Ripley is like one of my top five right now. I'm, yeah, I'm a top five Booker mom, T. Part of my top five. Mommy, mommy is killing it, dude. She's on fire. She's fantastic. She's the leader of the group. It's it, it does not work without her. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fantastic. So I all the all the group. You know what are you laughing for? I just think that mommy thing is. So I funny. think it's great. I think like it's when fantastic. He was, when Beth Phoenix had him up. Yeah, and he was mommy. And he was like mommy. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, and he's growing, right? He's growing as a performer too, right? Yeah. He's, you know, you can see the hair is getting a little bit longer. The style's changing up just a little bit, right? I wish he would get in a little bit better shape. That would help. I'm coming from a short, fat guy like myself, but like kind of, you know, get mm-hmm. yourself into that mode where it's like you could be like a legit threat here. Even his dad. His dad's never been a body guy by any stretch, but, you know, his dad was also a revolutionary talent that we've never seen before. So you kind of get a pass. Um, sure. You know, have something that makes you stick out just a little bit, right? Um, this match was really good, though. I, I really enjoyed it. I love to hit the shatter machine of all things at the end, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. A, that they called it out. They called it the shatter machine. Mm-hmm. thought that was fun. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot of things about this match that I really enjoyed. It was a fun match that I think ended it, and it was, you know, kept Rhea clean, which was good, right? Finn gets destroyed which you know Perfect. shocker love that yeah um and then we're gonna see uh edge and theory tonight on raw so that'll be fun yeah that's true uh next co-main event here we had yep. the uh u.s title oh spoilers chamber. damn it <laughs> okay we had an elimination team match who knew no what no the title no, was no, no i was saying because I, I said theory and edge on oh, Monday, so oh, that's why i was oh, like okay. yeah, i ruined it i'm sorry folks uh, unbelievable! Damn it! We didn't get there. Damn It'll it. be crazy if people would listen to this and not know results. Yeah, and, and they'd be like, be like, "Oh, dick!" <laughs> <laughs> like, spoiler alert! I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you <laughs> were reviewing a sorry. show. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so we had Austin Theory, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, Seth Rollins. I can't tell you how much of a cream buy I had when I saw that Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins. <laughs> Good lord. My goodness. Wow. All right. That's where we're going with it. Okay. <laughs> Good job. I was not prepared at all for that. Jesus. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm crying a little bit. That was funny. Okay, when Johnny continue. Gargano and Seth Rollins open, I said, this is the greatest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That's so many levels. Oh, God. That was all crazy. Right. So okay. we had uh... a. Yeah. We're professionals. Are we, though? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> we had Montez Ford eliminating Bronson Reed after he took like 974 finishers. Once again, right? Similar spot to live, right? Where it's like, hey, look, you know, we big things for Bronson. He's a big monster in this match, so we got to hit him with everything we got to get him out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of getting put over by while also losing at the same time. Yeah. Damian Priest eliminated John Gargano, which made me sad. Um, yeah. yeah. Montez Ford eliminated Damian Priest, which I didn't see. So I like I must have like gotten up and walked away for a minute, and then he was just gone, and I was like, I don't know where he went. Goodbye. I also feel like I missed that, and I watched the whole damn show. I don't remember. Montez Ford, yeah, eliminated Damian Priest. Uh, Austin Theory killed Montez Ford. Well, actually, Seth killed Montez. Oh yeah, Ford. sorry. Yeah, Seth, Seth killed, killed Montez yeah. Ford, and Austin Theory pinned. Montez yeah, and then Ford. Theory was just like, I'm gonna pin him now. Yeah, yeah, but like dead. Oh yeah, yeah. He like, sold that hard. Yeah. Who knows what's happening to him? Wow. I'm assuming he's fine because they kept talking throughout the whole show and they yeah. didn't do like the acts. They were just like, oh, yeah, that was the thing is I was looking because like he was, was sorry. Well, because because then you know Logan yeah. comes in, but so. like they had like six or seven people come in. He was getting up slow, so I was like, all right, I gotta wait for like Something. him like him like walking by himself for a second, so I know yeah. he's actually okay. Yeah. And then he like got through the ropes pretty good. I was like, oh yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah. yeah but then Logan comes in, hits the buckshot lariat. <laughs> yeah, that and the stomp too. And the stomp too, yeah, and which was hilarious because he did not know how to do it. No, and so like he was like. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, here we go. Yeah, you like, like a star jump thing. He was like, oh, yeah, I got to stomp you on the mat. I forgot. Yeah. yeah and then funny. Austin Theory pins him and wins. So a couple things, though, right? Mm-hmm. The spot where uh, Montez Ford goes up on the cage, right? Flips himself over like, you know, how you used to do on the monkey bars. And yeah. then he just went, I'm a bomb, basically, and dropped himself. Yeah. That, that was super cool. And then the freaking Hurricane Rana. What was he? Yeah, it was Hurricane Rana mm-hmm. from by Gargano. From Rollins flipping him off the top of the pod. Yeah, landing on everyone. Yeah, yeah. but then Gargano's flipping. Mm-hmm. So, like, Priest had to be down there to make sure he doesn't whack himself on the pod and catch his. I thought that was a wild spot, yes. like, all things considered. I know it's always a little bit corny where it's like, oh, look, there's 12 guys ready to catch you. But, like, dude, you're, like, somebody better catch my ass because that was a cra- I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were pulling out some stuff in both chambers. Yeah, I thought, like the, and creative. that was what I appreciated, was they tried to, because you know they're not going to bleed or anything crazy like they used to in the old ones, right? You got to do something that's different. You got to find a way to do something that's just like, oh, and, and here's the thing, build up to it. Both of them were up there, then they're just sitting with each other for a second, and then Rollins just all of a sudden just went, ah, screw it, and it smacked him in the chest. I audibly laughed. I went, huh, like, because that mm-hmm. was funny. That that stuff, I thought there was a good story told. It kept everybody relatively strong. I still think it was a breakout performance from Montez. People were behind this man. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked like he belonged in this match, which I thought was critically important for kind of where I think they're going with that. Um, you know, Seth is Seth at this point. He's almost untouchable. I mean, he hasn't won a match in three weeks or in like three months, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Logan Paul's going to tear the house down, by the way. Oh, my God. Just, it is. It's just going to tear the house down. You know, Logan being an actual true heel here, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the crowd, too, that really fed in. I mean, like, everybody. They sang with Edge's theme song on yeah. this show. Phenomenal. No, just uh, so good. Yeah. No, Paul, Paul and Rollins are going to have, like, five weeks of really good promos, mm-hmm. and they're going to have, like... The night two match mm-hmm. that's Everyone's gonna be gonna like go. so good, and then you're Follow gonna watch that, and then you're gonna watch the Cody Reigns one and go, it's not as good as that one, yeah. but like, yeah, 
Cody's still moment's good. bigger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's good. Really enjoyed this match. Thought it was really well done, all things considered. It felt like at any particular time, anybody had a chance at it. Um, yeah. Theory coming in as the first pod to open, I thought was was actually like a low-key important thread because it's one thing to be the last guy in and because like Asuka was the last one in and like she kind of was going to dominate anyway so it was mm. a little bit of a different story but having Theory be the the heel it's like well I'm just better than everybody having to survive and outlast helps the finish where it's like okay well Rollins had you you don't really know if Rollins had him because mm. it's not like he had him beat before he was getting ready to do the stomp and then Logan came in so I think it helped kind of cement theory a little bit. Mm-hmm. I am very fascinated on how we're, what we're going to do with theory. Mm-hmm. I really, really am. I'm really looking forward to this match with edge on Monday night. Um, I hope they actually get some time and it's not like a three minute thing where it's a cock tease and then they ruin my evening. Um, I'm, I'm excited because if it is Cena for theory, awesome. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, my wet dream and it's edge and Cena somehow. I don't, what would you call it? Your, my wet dream. Yeah. I'm calling it that. Not, not what you said. <laughs> But I just think it was, I just think it's very much, it's, it's, there's a lot of possibilities. Once again, they're doing a great job of setting up this card where you go, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, that looks good. Ooh, that looks good. Lots of excitement. Lots of excitement. Then we have the main event, which uh, people were not excited about <laughs> at, right. at, the, at the end. Oh, yeah. Like during it, they were pretty yeah. excited. And at the end, they were not very excited. This crowd was phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. Literally from the moment show started. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were locked. pretty on it. They were locked in. Yep. Reigns, Sami Zayn, for both titles. Yep. Um, they did the one trope in wrestling I really don't like is just standing around for twenty minutes waiting for them to do something. Really annoyed me. I was like, really? can we just do something? Yeah, I. You know what's funny is, and maybe I, I'm just used to watching like AEW Japan where like they like the crowd isn't really they just kind of like go at each other right away. Yeah, but I like, think I, was like, I think in most cases I, I would probably tend to agree with you. I think in this moment though because A they haven't been to Montreal for a big show like this in a hot mm-hmm. minute and it is Sammy's hometown. He is and he is so over. This would have been different if it was like if it was another Owens match cuz mm-hmm. the car would have been hot but not nearly like the time, right? Yeah. I thought they were letting it I I think it kind of with the story of like I'm gonna be in Montreal, mm-hmm. and by the end of this last month, it's like he went from I don't know if I can beat him to no, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought that the crowd with the kind of going like, no, you can do it, you can do it, and like that stuff, I thought kind of played into it. And Roman with just nuclear levels of heat right now mm-hmm. could not set up better for Mania against Cody. Yeah, could not set up any better. Yeah, I think, and it, and then we'll get into. I think the only problem I yeah. have with this match, which mm-hmm. isn't a problem with the match specifically, yeah, is just the idea of the match. Mm-hmm. Is I am one to not believe that Sami Zayn had any chance of winning this match. Yeah, it was tough. I know some people thought there was like an outer worldly chance that he could. Yeah, I was not one of those no. people. I would have been very upset if he won this match, truth yep. be told. Yeah. And I was like, I think he should just lose. Yeah. And so with that being in the mindset, yep. it's the a problem that we had with a lot of NXT shows. They had a lot of great matches. Right. And this match was great. Yeah. But there was it's really hard yep. when like the Undisputed Era went up against like Mustache Mountain to really go. Must have been yeah. never going to win this Only match. Only Lorcan and Danny Burch aren't going to beat Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah, and Fish. Bobby Fish. That's probably yeah. an even better example yeah. of it. Right. Like, they're never going to beat them. So you can have every false finish in the book. And you can and even have one where you go, 
Okay, you yeah, that was close. For a second, and then but yeah. but like there was never right. really a moment where I was like, oh my god, oh yeah. my god, like a heart attack, right. like oh my god moment. Right, it was never there yeah. because I just didn't believe it would ever happen. Yeah, even though they tried to really build it like it could happen, yeah. they like just because I know that Cody's the guy and everything. This was, I think, they did the best they possibly could with the situation. Yeah. If Cody wasn't here, if this was six months ago, and then we had time, yeah. like. There's the just the whole entire timing of the situation mm-hmm. just didn't lend itself to this title change. Yes, it's yes. not Brian at thirty, right? Yes. It's just not that moment yet. So, I think in this moment, I think Sami Zayn got more out of losing this match mm-hmm. than he would have winning it. Yeah, because we talked about this off air, and we talked about this a lot. You know, you made a perfect analogy with Hangman Adam Page in AEW when he won the title. Great moment, right? Mm-hmm. Beat Kenny. Kenny's been on fire. He wins it. Yes, let's go. Next week, now what? Right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, and then I, I know they went into the Brian stuff. I get yeah. it. And but, the Brian stuff was really good. Right. Yeah. But then it kind of just kind of right. fizzled a little right. bit. If Sammy would have won this match, huge moment. Mm-hmm. And you probably, I could probably call on the show and be like, I think they made the right call. And then I come on Monday and I go, nah, you're probably right. Because now it's like where you go, right? Mm-hmm. The, Sammy Zane got more out of this match by losing because you can make the argument, okay, both Rasper down, hits him with the Huluva kick, which, by the way, looked like the most devastating Huluva kick ever. Mm-hmm. I really think he kicked his face off. Has him for a 10 count, right? Mm-hmm. You've established, I had you. I could have done it. And you've established Sammy now as a main event guy, mm-hmm. where if you told me six months from now we're going to SummerSlam and Sammy and Kevin Owens are main eventing against each other for one of the world titles, I'd go, okay. Yeah. I just believe it. I get it, right? It, mm-hmm. It's it's that point. You've established another person as somebody who can carry the mantle. Mm-hmm. Is he ever going to be the WrestleMania main event and carry the company for three years? No. Mm-hmm. But who is? Cody's not even really that guy. Like, mm-hmm. when it comes... You think Cody's going to have a three-year title run? No. no it's not going to happen. But... He'll it, probably be in the main event at most. Could be. Long, could be. Yeah, for sure. But at the end of it all, you look at and you go, Sami Zayn was made. He mm-hmm. really was. This angle has made Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And we, I've been, you know, and I think you can say the same, that you've been a, a, a fan of his work in ring mm-hmm. forever. But now it's at a point where the character matches. Yeah. It's only up from here. It really is. And with Triple H booking, I don't see how it doesn't. I yeah. really don't. You know, and I think it's going to be tough to go from working with Roman to whoever else. But Well, here's the thing know. is, and if they do get to the point where it's, him and Owens versus the Usos. Which I hope it does. And that would be I, a great match. Oh. They win the titles, and then it's like, okay, now you get to go into sh- stuff with the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre Sheamus. Sheamus. Yep. Like you kind of get like a War boatload. Raiders, yeah, War Imperium. Raiders. There's like a lot of guys there that you can do stuff with. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, so I really do think they made the best of a bad situation. I can't even say it's a bad situation. Of a tricky situation. Mm-hmm. You, I think you said it perfect. They had a Herculean effort to get this match for people to believe that he had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a good enough job of keeping Cody babyface mm-hmm. in this, which I think was extremely important, making Sammy feel like he belonged in that match, giving us the thought that he could have done it. Damn it, if if that referee didn't get knocked out, right, he had him. Mm-hmm. And then allowing him the moment at the end to stand in the ring by himself and to allow the people to go, we're with you. And... You did it. We know you did it. You know, yeah, it wasn't the result that any of us wanted, but we know you could do it. We know you can do it. And allow him to have that moment by himself in the ring. Kevin leaves, all that good stuff. I just thought 
storytelling, it just doesn't get very much better than that. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're going to see that in six weeks when, when Cody assumingly wins the title there and we get this moment. But, man, when when you have the right story, nothing better. Sorry, just mm-hmm. nothing better. Thought it was great. Yeah. No, um, what, what I mean, I'm going to give this show a solid B, B+. I really thought, mm-hmm. considering this is a secondary show, knowing that Mania is literally next, mm. you have a lot of things that you had to get done. I thought they did a great job of on this show. I really, really do. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna good. give it pretty high grade, all things considered. Yeah, I'd give it like a. Like I a feel like we need to stagger our tiers with like the core fours and then like the secondaries. You know what I mean? Because like we've had like good matches on some of these, but it's like the overall show. It's like okay, that match was good, but then like eh, everything else kind of sucked. I, I would say we could do that. Yeah, but then like it'd be hard because then you got like Survivor Series. Yeah, well, that's series what that, feels... we'll, we'll just say it's an F because it's really terrible. <laughs> Like Survivor Series or an in a, E, whatever yeah, the hell. A Survivor Series in a B show rating tier yeah. would most years actually be kind of good. Yeah. But like when you're yeah. like, oh, it's a core four, then it's yeah. like, oh, well, that's not right. as good. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, we're talking AEW Revolution. We're talking potentially the NHL trade deadline. We're talking maybe some NBA basketball coming out of the All Star break. Maybe. Are you going to get me excited to talk about NBA basketball? Maybe. You don't tease only, me. Only if you talk good things about Kevin Durant for 10 <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we're not talking NBA basketball. NBA. <laughs> so, hey, listen, um, if he comes out in game one, he wants to put up, like, a 40-point burger. I um, hope he puts up six, and then everyone just goes, I, what's happening? Then I can't talk good. Like, at least put do something good. I can be like, he had that one really good game on the All-Star break. Six points. 48 assists. He's just like, he's like, see, I can do it too. Just like LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Sure, so obviously, sure. yeah, we got AEW revolution. We're going to be talking potentially the NHL trade deadline. We're talking the NBA coming out of the post or the all-star break, which I feel like is late this year, but maybe I'm just stupid. Um, it's probably more than anything. And obviously yeah, we're the gonna first, be talking some Luka Doncic yeah, the first edition of the 2023 Merck zone mock draft corner now which Lots. one are we all excited for basketball <laughs> everyone's like oh god you just never stop do you know <laughs> we get it we love luca um that's gonna be it for this week's show guys on behalf of the whistling man missing whistling missing whale man he's the merkel mike merkel i'm the mouth of michigan robin Dyka, and we will see you guys as always next time